ready to go. You guys ready? I think so. Ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) All right. One moment, let me get to the right place in my notes. And hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, who almost wasn't here. Almost. Almost wasn't here today. It's the wonderful, it's the beautiful, it's the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how are you doing today? I am doing okay. Uh, I was streaming earlier today, and then all of a sudden, like, I felt wet on my feet. And I'm like, I look down, and there's just water coming from the drain. But, I, but I, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I got a plumber hopefully coming soon, so. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, wherever there's, if there's water where water hasn't been before or recently, that's not a good sign. Well, it's been happening practically every time it rains, like last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, like, I sealed it up enough, like, to where it wouldn't happen because I think it was, like, the city's involvement. But they're saying I have to contact a plumber. Mm. So, yeah, it's a good time. How are you, though, Danny? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. With us 99.9% of the time and currently playing with a camera. It's the powerful, it's the beautiful, it's the Revs fan. I'm watching us. I'm watching us through this camera. I I decided to 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 record the inception of this whole thing. So the question I have for you right now is who watches the watcher? Who watches the watchmen? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But how are you doing? Not Rev? not my wife, but I watch it because I thought it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I uh I, I did not sleep at all last night it was uh so i'm really really excruciatingly freaking tired but i'll be okay i'll I'll maintain nothing a little alcohol won't fix if 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 rubbing alcohol fix outside boo-boo drinking alcohol fix inside boo-boo so full disclosure don't i was gonna say (laughs) are we uh do we need to have some talks about uh drinking responsibly and i mean i I there's no such thing (laughs) Uh, with us this week, we have Jordan from Dude, Where's My Cards, the podcast. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, how about how I see everyone's doing good on this end? But yeah, I'm keeping warm. It's bright, sunny. I'm dry. No complaints. Excellent. Excellent. Shots I fired at green there. <laughs> <laughs> More like dry. sympathy. More like sympathy. <laughs> yeah. So. Jordan, for those who don't know you or haven't met you yet, uh, tell the kind folks out there what Dude Wears My Cards is and uh, all the other stuff that you do. All right. Well, Dude's Wear My, Dude Wears My Car is a uh, podcast that me and my co-host Brendan and co-designer as well uh, put on once a week. Every Wednesday, we release an episode. Uh, we dive into games, uh, strategy card games. We look at them from both the designer perspective as well as the gamer. Um, take a look at new, old, up-and-coming uh, Kickstarters, whatever we can kind of get our hands on. Um, we actually have one coming up that's an active Kickstarter right now for a game called Mage Noir, which we're pretty pumped about. But yeah, other than our podcast, we're both designers. So I think we got ourselves back here. Um, okay, so you were saying... Uh, you were talking about, dude, where's my podcast? Or where's my cards? Um, <laughs> Where and you guys... was our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this was next to nothing. Now it's just broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but go on ahead and uh, continue with what you're saying. You're saying you guys were designers? 
Yeah, so uh, we're designers as well as we do the podcast. You know, we focus on the strategy card games because that's kind of what we also worked on designing. Um, we both love anything to do with strategy, especially me. So the past four years, Brendan and I have been designing different types of games. Uh, we kind of jump around. We got four or five kind of that we're actively working on. We've got a couple that we're trying to self-publish as well as a few that we're trying to actually get out to some publishers. But that's what we do in our side side when we're not podcasting or working. Uh, we like to kind of design our own games and see where we can go with those. Excellent. And uh, go on ahead and tell if if someone was interested in that stuff that you just mentioned, uh, where would people be able to find that? Uh, the podcast, you can find us pretty much anywhere on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all un under the uh, pseudo of Dude, Where's My Cards? If you're curious on the projects that we're working on, uh, you can look up Paragon Studios Manitoba. We have a website, ParagonStudiosManitoba.com as well. Excellent. And I will make sure there will be links to that in the description of this episode. And I'll uh, get some uh, some links out into the Twitch chat here in just a little bit. Um, we do have a question of the week this week, courtesy of Mr. Jordan. And that is, what game has been the most inspirational to you? You guys can go on ahead and let us know in the Twitch chat right now or in the YouTube comments. Uh, where, uh, where obviously if you're watching on YouTube, that's where this is. Um, and you guys can also tweet at us, uh, on Twitter. All of our handles are on the screen and in the description of the episode. Um, other than that, just, uh, real quick, we appreciate all of you guys for coming, watching and listening and hanging out with us. It does mean a lot to us. If you guys get some value out of this show, uh, consider liking, subscribing, maybe ringing that bell, uh, dropping a comment. Uh, and if you miss any part of the show, like you guys can't, are watching live and can't uh, make it all the way through with us, you guys can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Uh, anything else that we need to get ahead of before we get into the meat of the show? No, not not on my end. But I hey, Danny, I hear you have a I, I hear you have your own little card game you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I've been sitting on this for a while because I really wanted to talk about this game with someone who understood card games, and that is Gwent. Um, Gwent is uh, sorry, I had to I had to get to my notes uh, in the right place here. Um, Gwent, for those who don't know, is a stand. I'm talking about the standalone version. It is the official Witcher card game. It is available on PlayStation 4, Android, iOS, Xbox One, and PC. I'm assuming probably available on PS5 and Xbox Series X as well. Uh, it is free to download, um, and I would personally get into the specs, but if you can't run this game, you have some other concerns. Yeah, to just shut down completely. Don't even watch the show. If your computer can't run Gwent, go live in a cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, if a Nokia can play a snake, it can play Gwent. <laughs> true, very true. Um, so I picked up this game because I was doing some traveling back in February, um, and I wanted to try something a little bit different on my phone, and I figured I was already playing a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, still am, so I wanted to try another card game. Um, the game is turn-based between two players in a best-of-three format, 
Each player plays with a deck belonging to an in-universe faction with a minimum of 25 cards. Uh, for those who maybe watched the Witcher TV show, which, Green, I'm going to give you, like, I'm going to let you sing the first bar. I don't want to. <laughs> um, the uh, factions include Nilfgaard, Monsters, Skellig, Northern Realms. I'm going to fucking butcher this. Skoetiel? Skoetiel? Social Teal? Just stop. And you have people in the YouTube comments just fucking murdering you. Please. Please engage with us. Um, and Syndicate uh, are the uh, factions. What uh, was the first faction? Nilfgaard. N- okay. Sorry. <laughs> what do you think I said? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, they referred to as black ones? <laughs> Nilfgaard. Gotcha. Okay. Nil- oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I got you. You know, now. it's interesting. Was, dude, I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, I'm downloading Gwyn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. Nilfgaard. I'll wait. I'll wait to hear the in-depth review. Um, so no each... tig old biddies. <laughs> Some cougars. Um, so each of these factions have their own playstyle and strategy that they are associated with them. Um, I'll also mention that cards are made up of type and... Uh, position and in-game role. Um, the game board has two lanes on either side. You have melee or ranged. And your objective of the game is to have more points than your opponent. So it's not a card battler like Yu-Gi-Oh! or MTG. The idea isn't to like knock your opponent to zero. Um, it's, it's to... Says you. That's how I play. <laughs> <laughs> See... There are there are strategies where you can knock your opponent to zero, but I guess the win condition isn't to knock your opponent to zero. I'll say that. The win condition isn't to knock your opponent to zero. It's to have more points than them. I think that's fair, right, Jordan? Yeah, yeah definitely. Have the most points in the best of two rounds. Yeah. Uh, so each unit card has a value, and your score is determined by the sum of all your unit's values. So if you have three units all with a value of three, your score is nine. Um, the majority of units have a series of effects as well, which lets you manipulate the value of your opponent's cards or your cards. Uh, the strategy of the game really comes into your deck building and knowing when to play certain cards um, and knowing your combos really well uh, to consistently n- manipulate those numbers Uh, to achieve your victory. Um, There are also cards I I noticed, and I would broadly describe them as spell cards. They're not units, but they have effects that help you achieve victory, so they don't actually help your overall score necessarily, but they will buff and debuff um, according to their effects. and I'm and I'm kind of going on. Uh, I haven't played Gwent in about a week, so I'm kind of going on some fuzzier memories here. Uh, most of my time was spent playing with a monster starter deck and a Skellig. I think that's how you pronounce it, Skellig, Skellige. It's Skellig, Skellig, no, Skelliga, Skelliga, Skellig, Skellig. Okay, 
So, in their starter deck, um, when I was playing the monster deck, it's mostly focused on swarming and consuming uh, lower value cards to make your bigger cards even bigger. Um, while Skellig focused on damaging enemy units as well as uh, its own in order to get more buffs. It was generally that play style. I think the Nilfgaard... Uh, it, it tries to control both sides of the board. Um, is kind of its. You okay there, Green? Did you? Did uh, no, you... I just saw I saw Rev's face when you said oh. Nilfgaard. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it was like so Nilfgaard. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Rev's face. Um. Was mostly like trying to control both sides of the board. It seemed. Um. Uh, Jordan, with your with your time in Gwent, what what factions did you play? Uh, monsters, monsters. Solely. Yeah, I dedicate. I played a little bit of them all, but the the monsters is the bread and butter for me. I like the combinations. It plays off of, as you said, consuming your own units and consuming units that you've used in your graveyard. Because as you said, the game is played. It's played of I guess over three rounds. The first to two wins wins, and uh, you have a set hand at the start of the game. Uh, you play cards from that hand until you think you can beat your opponent or you think you're going to lose that round anyways. You pass, and then the opponent has one final chance to play as much as they want, and when they pass, the total score wins. So a lot of that is, you know, whatever you play in your hand, because then you only get to draw another four cards at the start of the next turn. So it can be, if you don't play right, you just have a bunch of cards in your hand. So with the monsters, I enjoyed it, because it doesn't matter what's in my hand, because I can eat things that are in my graveyard that I played. So that's kind of where I enjoyed it the most for me. Yeah, that's like, actually I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, the um, you are limited on the amount of cards that you draw. Like this isn't a th thing where you take turns and like at the start of every like I uh, my card game experience really is mostly Yu-Gi-Oh and a bit of T uh, MTG. So uh, like, you know, every turn you can draw right in in both those games, I'm pretty sure. In yep, MTG, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that's not how The Witcher works, or uh, Gwent works, I should say. Uh, it really is. You are limited to the amount of cards that you get at the start of each round, which is yep. an interesting way that that game works. I don't know if other similar game, if there are other games that work similarly. Not too many. It, it's a. Uh, it does have uh, card management more than most games do, because, like you said, you're not continually drawing, so. You're pretty much set to what you have for each of those rounds. And if you blow your load at the beginning of the game, you're not going to really make it through the rest of the rounds. So it's a mixture Especially of when... guard at the forefront. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not muted. <laughs> no, that's exactly it, though. It's a, like, I got my monsters. That's what I enjoy playing. I'm a very aggressive or, you know... In Magic, I play black-blue, which are some of the most annoying colors. So I like to be irritating and combo-driven. <laughs> I'm going to see... I'm, I'm going to prod you here. Do you play Yu-Gi-Oh? And what's your archetype if you do? I have played Yu-Gi-Oh on and off for years. Um, you know, classic school cafeteria-style playing. Dropped out for a bit. Got back when pendulums were coming into swing and you know synchro summons and stuff like that which took me a while to get into but i was uh i like the hero decks watts i like to play watts annoying with watts and uh i think that's pretty much it that's really good any it's amazing how much it says about you 
<laughs> um, so going back to Gwent, um, there are a few different currencies in the game, or uh, which can be used to buy card packs. There's meteorite powder, which uh, can use, which can be used to make cards prettier, and scraps, which are used to make new cards. Um, and you can buy things outright with uh, money. Um, but it really isn't pushed hard. At least I didn't really notice it pushing hard on me to like make purchases. Um, and to be honest, I don't think you really need to to be competitive if you like playing the game. Uh, a lot like Duel Links, where if you like playing the game, you're going to get rewards. Uh, and you'll be able to get competitive just by playing the game, which I always appreciate. Uh, Jordan, uh, I'm going to kind of throw it back to you because I know you've played it. Um, how did you feel about like the currencies and, uh, stuff like that? So games like this, uh, kind of fall in the same category for Hearthstone as well for me, cause it's just something you can play mobile on your phone. I like them in the sense that I can play them casually and not feel like I need to spend money to be competitive or to have fun with them. I play Hearthstone for a year and a half and I never spent a dime on it. I had a good time. Very similar experience with Gwent where... I could enjoy it. I felt like there was enough progression, like you said, that I'm constantly getting. And that was a huge plus for me. So I think they did a really good job, um, at least on that part of it, for uh, not making you feel like it. you have to be buying things. Because even your purchases are random. There's no like, oh, I can buy these good cards. So didn't feel inclined to have to spend more. Yeah. Uh, I know I've been throwing it to Jordan, but uh, Padre... Green, have you guys played Gwent at all yet? I played a little bit of Gwent, like when it first dropped on Xbox. But like, there's there was I, I had this like really bad issue with it because um, I'm stupid, and so <laughs> I don't I don't do these strategy type things real well. Uh, so I had to I had to back off playing it because I'm I'm just I'm not good at like playing strategically on stuff and being you know intelligent. It's funny that you say that, Rev, because technically this Gwent is a dumbed-down version of the actual Witcher-based Gwent. Oh, well, thanks for insulting me further, <laughs> even though we just met. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Big oof. That's that's going to be a clip of the week. <laughs> but if you, I don't know if you guys, have you ever played Witcher? Did you play the original? I was just I mean, about to say, like, I uh, played the Witcher the wild hunt this is the only time that i've ever had experience with quint i played it one time against the bloody baron i got dicked never touched it again i had no idea what the hell was going on so uh, that's my experience so far Gwen. um yeah i mean overall for me the game was pretty enjoyable like it kept my attention um Especially when I was on vacation, it, it kept my attention pretty much the entire time. Uh, whenever I like was in the back of the car, or we were waiting in a lobby, or you know anything like that, I I was I, I played like a round or two on, of Gwent. Um, I remember I would just like be chilling in our Airbnb's um, living room, and I would just be watching TV with my with my siblings and and playing Gwent on my phone. Uh, it was super easy to get into. It was, it's pretty decent to, uh, it's a pretty decent quick game 
right? So if you're someone who uh, wants to play on the toilet or, you know, on your break at work uh, or on your commute, like if you're like in an Uber or something like that, um, definitely worth trying. If you're a commuter and you drive, don't play this game while you drive, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it well enough. I thought it was... I think it's definitely worth a try if you, especially because it's free. You can put it on, play it on almost any phone too. And uh, then the fact that it doesn't have, like, it's a CCG. It's collectible in the sense of you collect cards, but there's no mana system in this game, which means you just can play a card. Yeah. Which is confusing to people who are used to that system because you're just like, what's this number mean? You have to play it a little bit. And I guess kind of the combos are weird and some of the explanations and like what, this word means like uh, dominance it took me a while to even figure out what that word did or meant or when it triggers the game like you said doesn't give a great tutorial but it's good once you get the core like understand all the little abilities for sure yeah it, so they're like all the cards do have like you like you're just mentioning like dominance or consume or whatever um i think if it's like you do like a long press on the screen i think yeah. where you can yeah, it'll uh, pull up like a little key for you but for me, I was like, oh, it shows a little picture of a finger pushing the screen. So I was just sitting there hitting the card over and over again, trying to get it to expand. Yeah. Yeah, that is like some of the gestures that I don't know. Like, I, how often do you actually do a long press on your phone? Like, I can't think of that often that many times where I do like a long press uh, with most apps. Like, maybe maybe Twitter every so often like you can do a long press to do something or discord where I want to like maybe delete a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's Gwent uh, green. You, you got something to talk about. I do have something to talk about. Yeah, it's something yeah. that might be a little shocking, a little shocking, a little shocking. Um, What's really shocking is that I actually picked up this game <laughs> and I, and I paid full price for it, which was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked up a uh, Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu on my fiance's uh, Nintendo switch. Um, because previously a few episodes ago, we talked about Pokemon. Uh, I called Danny a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> They said that the Let's You're Go welcome. Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were remakes of the originals uh, of like red and blue uh, or yellow in this case for Pikachu. Um, so I picked it up. I, I tried the demo. I'm like, oh, I, hopefully it's it's decent. So I, I I paid the full 60 price on the Nintendo store. Um, and then my fiance and I played through it. Uh, it is similar to the original Pokemon Yellow, like storyline, they've added a few things to the storyline. They've changed a few things. Um, like it actually has team like the Team Rocket from the the movie uh, the the TV series in it. Um, Jesse and James. Um, however, Meowth is in it as well. They have like a Meowth running around, but it doesn't actually talk. It like literally says Meowth. Um, the biggest dynamic change of this game is that when you try to catch Pokemon, like wild Pokemon, um, you don't battle them in this game. You actually, it's like exactly like Pokemon Go. For anyone who has played Pokemon Go, you have to try to throw the ball uh, at a specific time point. There's a circle that will get 
smaller and you want to try to hit it when the circle is at its smallest to get a high amount of probability that you'll catch it. Um, a lot of the starting stories changed. You can still, uh, you know, name yourself, name your, your rival. Of course, I always name mine dude. So it's like, Hey dude. And then my, my opponent's always ass face because it's an ass face. Um, however, your rival isn't actually your rival in this game. Um, your rival is like a friend and who wants to be friends? Uh, like Gary is running around. Um, so you actually face Gary instead of like your rival. Um, definitely not a game I would pay a full 60 price for, or like a $60 price for. Um, I should have just went to the used store like down the street and picked up it used for 20 bucks. But I was impatient and it was two o'clock in the morning. Um, game looks looks pretty. Uh, it has the the only Pokemon that matter in the game. You take that back. I won't. I will fucking fight you. I will die on this hill. I will die on this hill, Danny. Continue. But yeah, it, yeah, it, it, definitely uh, for a like a I would I don't want to say Pokemon purist, but like a a someone who really absolutely loved the first gen. Um, be Gen Warner. Yeah, Gen Warner. Gen two is where it's at. Get them on. Every time. <laughs> Get Every time you speak, I just fall more and more in love, man. <laughs> I think it's a love-hate relationship across the co- across the courts. Uh, but yes, uh, definitely don't pay sixty dollars for this. Definitely get it used if you can. Um, if you even decide to get it at all, I I mean it's definitely enjoyable for like the actual battles and just to dink around with. Uh, like as I said, it, it introduced a uh, two-player. So as you're progressing, you have your main, your main character, and then you have an a, assistant trainer that pops out of the sky. It, it can get super annoying if you're playing two player. Cause like anytime you leave a room, um, they, you have to wait for them to reappear, like teleport in every time you talk to someone like a main character in the main story, like Gary or professor Oak, they disappear first, like teleport away. And then once the conversation is done, they teleport back in. Which is super, super annoying. Um, but, I mean, it at least does have two-player compatibility. How does that work for the combat with two players? I haven't actually played the... It is... Let's go. It is completely unfair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, they, they use your second Pokemon in your party. Um, and then they can swap out from there. So, you don't have, like, 12 Pokemon total. Mm-hmm. It's They're using your party. But you get to attack at the same time, just like a double battle, even if you're fighting one person. Ooh. Like so, both Pokemon can attack one Pokemon. So, so wait, when you when you have that second player, they don't do a double battle. It is a two on one fight. It is a two on one fight. I don't like that at all. Does that make XP so, grinding annoying because you split, it, or how does that work? Well, that's the thing. The XP is already split. Because uh, oh, it like the catching mechanic, it it splits all that XP to your whole party mm. instead of like battling a Pokemon and then switching out Pokemon. Yeah, like it, it it already XP splits. I think it is not as bad of a split. I think they give like they'll like give your main Pokemon a certain amount, and then like 
the rest of the team a certain amount split up. Okay. I think it's how it works, but the leveling isn't too bad. I just think the mechanic, like the catching mechanic, is dumb. The, I didn't want to play Pokemon Go. I wanted to play Pokemon Yellow. Um, I think there was a certain point. I want to say maybe it was um, Sun and Moon, where the XP just was automatically shared among your entire party instead of one Pokemon or um, it getting split up between whoever participated in the battle or the EXP share uh, situation. I think it was just all split across no matter who participated in the battle and who didn't. I want to say it was maybe Sun and Moon that started that. I wouldn't know. I didn't play those games. Uh, It might've also been X and Y. I'm not a square like that. No, you're just a Gen 1-er. That's all you are. A filthy he's Gen 1-er. He's the boomer of the Pokemon community. He really exactly. is. <laughs> like, I don't mind Gen 2 or Gen 3. I just don't prefer them. Anything after Gen 3 is just throw in the trash. It's he's, awful. You know, he was mentioning dying on a hill, and I think what's going to happen is he's going to die on that hill of old age. Fucking I boomer. Will. He's already know. dying over the hill, so he can't die on it. This <laughs> um, is true. This is true. So, <laughs> uh, continue, continue. That's pretty much all I had. Like, um, you run into one of the elite four during like the third, like before the third gym. Which but, I mean, which member? Lorelai. Oh, okay. Like she shows up out of nowhere because, like, like four four or five team rocket guys just like show up to like beat you up mm. this is like i'll save you mm. so it was just it, the story is like tweaked at like little events are different mm-hmm. and i don't know how to feel about it mm-hmm. um like there's still like the team rocket like evades like or like breaks into a house and you can't get past uh the police officer until you go see bill yeah uh, you know, stuff like that is still there. You um, you can't ooh. go into uh what is it, uh Saffron City because the guard is thirsty. Yeah, exactly. Um one major change. Uh the captain of the SS, uh what what's it? SS Ann. Yeah, Ann. Uh he doesn't give you the HM cut. He teaches your Pikachu. Uh, a secret technique called chop down. Oh, yeah. so that might be because didn't they do away with HMs the entire um they did away with HMs at a certain point. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, I just I would I just assumed that he'd give me cut and you know, I would put it on my uh Bulbasaur. Mhm. And I could not do that. Mm. Um, and then it also teach like instead of flash, it teaches uh, another secret technique. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like you have to you have to feel your surroundings, man. <laughs> to go into Diglett's cave, I think Diglett's cave, or uh, whatever the dark the dark one is, where you have to use flash. Yeah, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can't. I can't remember. It's. A- I think it's actually after Diglett's cave. There's another. Another cave you go to. Is it Rock Tunnel? Yes, I yeah. think so. Mount yeah, Moon is so another one. Where, yeah, there, someone just Mount said Mount Moon. Mount Moon was the first 
cave you go through. Um, you don't need flash for that. Yeah. So it's Mount Moon, then Diglett's cave, uh, Diglett's cave, and then Rock Tunnel. All right. So we we have a personality quiz that we need to do here real quick. So right, you go through Mount Moon. Do they have the fossils? Yes. Which one did you choose? Dome. Interesting. For Kabuto tops. You want to say that again? <laughs> Kabuto tops. You're adding extra it's the, syllables. It's the middle. It, it's the middle phase. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it's it's that mysterious like second evolution that comes before Kabutops and after Kabuto. Yeah. So Kabutops. You guys uh, can go I, on ahead and You know there is a Mandela effect like a, a Mandela thing that I actually wanted to bring up to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So when I was a kid everyone called it Ratatata. I think we've that talked is, about this before in the past. Never been that's never been accurate. Like as long it's as I've been like, it's always been, it's always been ratata. Ratata. Every time exactly. anybody has ever called it ratatat or ratatata, I've always said wrong. Kind of like tubberware. <laughs> Tubber. For me, Tubberware. it was wrong. Uh, what was the uh, ratatat? Was the one that I always? That's how I always pronounced it as a kid until very recently. Ratatata. No, ratata. Oh, uh, okay. Where's well, uh, ratata? ratata? Or no, I'm sorry. Um, Ratatat. Ratatat okay. was how I always. So like, it. I think it's like different areas, perspectives. Because like, everyone Rat-a-tata. when I was a kid in my like, especially in my grade, were Ratatata or yeah, but it is, it's Ratata. Yeah. And and then there's Ratatat. So it's like it's different, but the same. It's always yeah. it, it, people just mispronounced it and ran with it because it's always exactly. been Rattata. And because I used to always be that snobby little shit that'd be like, actually, you're actually. doing it wrong. Uh, Jordan, yo, I was wrong. <laughs> I've pretty much all my life pronounced it as Rattata. Did you but learn something today? I did. I was this year, I was this old <laughs> when I learned. <laughs> You're, you're cool. yeah, uh, so real quick, I just need to get a, a just a real quick base personality test again. Uh, Rev, Mount Moon, Helix or Dome Fossil? I didn't. I I never paid attention, bro. I haven't played a Pokemon game since I was like ten. <laughs> Jordan, Dome. Interesting. Kabuto. Interesting. It's obviously, the best fossil Pokemon. Just. I'm going to point out real quick that you guys just must hate God. <laughs> All praise Lord have, Helix. No such thing. Why would I want the little squid? Bu- All like, praise really? Lord Helix. <laughs> Kabutops was dope. Okay. It's so an upgraded like, version of Scyther. So exactly, what's wrong with I was that? just about to say. <laughs> Scyther. But was, but was Kabuto there for you guys when you needed him most? No, because I, I have a set. I have a set list. Like I... I was watching. She, uh, my my fiance was playing by herself last night, or the night before, mm-hmm. and her team was fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I keep telling her I'm like you have you need a you need an electric a water a fire, you don't need a uh, rock you need a, a grass, a dragon type and a psychic. That is the the core fundamental team. Water fire. Grass, dragon. You can and... you can ditch the dragon. 
No. No. You have <laughs> we'll, to have Dragon Man. You know you what? We'll discuss this after the break. Or <laughs> we'll discuss this during the break. We'll be back in two minutes. Are you a coffee lover? Do you need a little pep in your step in the morning? What about knowing where your coffee comes from? Is that important? Well, try Grampian Roast Coffee on Etsy. That's Grampian, G-R-A-M-P-I-A-N. And see our selection of single origin and blended coffees. Use code REVSVEN, R-E-V-S-V-E-N, at checkout to save 15% off of your purchase. I cannot believe how just simplistic your mindset is on the screen. You're just, just an overcomplicated piece of shit, dude. I, dude overcomplicated. You, you do not understand the finer, the finer you know, details of Pokemon and how complex fuck, a team can be. You don't need Dragon. Fuck your Helix. Bro, fuck your Helix. <laughs> how dare you say that about my lord and savior? Fuck, fuck your Helix. He can eat, eat shit. Dome is superior. Hi, welcome back. Hi. Welcome back. I can't. If, if we're gonna... bitch. Um, real quick, wanted to go ahead and point out that uh, while you are you know, saying your lord and savior Helix as the person who is the more um, complex Pokemon fan that likes the later shit, shouldn't you be worshipping Arceus instead of the Helix? I... You're contradicting yourself, Danny. <laughs> yeah. I... So hold on. Did you guys did you guys get involved in the Twitch Plays Pokemon phenomenon? No. Okay, Lord no. Helix is a it it's a reference to P- Twitch plays Pokemon. Mm. Yes. Sounds to me like it's uh trying to retcon your Lord and Savior Arceus. That's what it <laughs> sounds like to me. I just hear hentai and tentacles is all he likes. <laughs> that's that's why that's why he likes and Helix sound very similar. <laughs> Damn. So we got some news to talk about. Uh, the first one here is Playism is closing its DRM-free storefront. Uh, Playism is a publisher that's been facilitating cross-localization for Western and Japanese games for a little while, since uh, 2011. Uh, they also backed games like Fight Crab and one of Rev's most recent loves, Omori. Full disclosure, I've played Fight Crab as well, and it's an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> Um, so Playism, while their games are available on Steam and GOG, uh, they also have their own storefront, which is DRM free, which for those who don't know, DRM stands for digital rights manu- uh, management. Um, it's the part of the software that, uh, prevents pi- things like piracy or redistribution. Um, and a lot of times if, so if anyone's curious why you might not want DRM, uh, software included in a game, it can actually negatively impact the performance of the game. It also, uh, there's some other privacy concerns that people have with it as well. Um, so, Playism, their storefront will be shutting down tomorrow, March 24th. So, after that point, you won't be able to buy any games from them uh, on their storefront. Uh, and then later on, on May 10th, if you have any games in Playism, if you guys did buy anything directly from them, take a note down real quick. Uh, on May 10th, they will be closing down the My Page uh, section of the purchase uh, for purchase games. Um, I do have a blog post here that they that they put out. Uh, quote: With the termination of the My Page feature, re-downloading of previously purchased content and reacquisition of Steam keys will no longer be possible. So please be sure to properly make any necessary purchases and save any purchased content slash post-purchase data, etc., as required before the above listed dates. Did and you say etc. etc. 
Okay. Et, et cetera. Et cetera. Is it supposed to be et cetera? Actually. Actually. Et cetera. <laughs> All right, Green, that's the last time I take up for you in a Pokemon argument. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> your stupid dome. Um, so, yeah, so if you have uh, games on Playism, what should you do? Download the games ASAP. And if the game came with a Steam key, redeem and activate that as soon as possible as well. Uh, that's what you should be doing. Um like now, if you have any games in the Playism um, store, uh, just real quick though, Playism is just continuing is just discontinuing this part of their service, not their operations altogether. Uh, quote: We want to emphasize the fact that this is only the Playism official website that will cease the sale of games slash content, and that we will continue our game slash content distribution on Steam for home game consoles. And for home game consoles such as the Nintendo Switch. End quote. Um, I have some takes here that I'll I'll kind of get through, and then I can uh, we'll kind of go around the horn here. Um, first off, I don't necessarily blame them for shutting this down as a if they're um, as as a publisher running a storefront is a pain in the ass. I'm sure. Uh, you have to run the servers that host the content for download. You have to deal with fees of purchases and processing payments. So I understand if they can't continue to run the service at a um, at a, at uh, a profit. But what I don't get is how they can't redeem or give Steam keys after May 10th. Uh, the customer has, if the customer has proof of payment. They should still be entitled to that purchase, and Playism's customer service should still be able to get them their purchase somehow, right? Because you can regenerate a Steam key or something to that effect, right? Like, I, that's one thing I'm kind of scratching my head about. Like, if the purchase was already made, they should, the customer is still entitled to that, in my opinion. Um,. I also am making note of this situation as one of those things where. It just kind of still shows with digital downloads. We really don't own anything anymore. It's almost like we're basic. It's almost like we're just paying rental fees, which I don't necessarily like. Um, but in this situation, the the nice thing is is that the games are DRM free from their store. You can put them on long term store. Let me say that again. You can put them on long term storage on a hard drive. Uh, or on the cloud somewhere and be able to retrieve that later. Uh, but you really better hope that you don't lose that file because you'd be making another purchase of that game if you ever wanted to play it again and you lost or corrupted that file, which is, you know, um, yeah, I mean, let's go around the horn. Uh, I'll start with you, Jordan. Do you have any thoughts, opinions, feelings on this? Well, I'm pretty skeptical on any outside source, uh, pretty much for purchasing all games. Like I know Epic started their store and I was skeptical when that started. So it, it kind of just scares me whenever somebody does something like this, because if the company's still running and they're basically saying you redeem everything now or you lose it, that tells me they're going bankrupt or they want to be, but yet they're still saying that they plan to run games. So kind of seems weird to me from that perspective saying no we'll still have them running but if you don't redeem them you won't get them you'll have to buy them again yeah 
Which, yeah, I, I didn't really see anything. They didn't explain necessarily why they were shutting down this part of their service. Um, which ha has me curious. I am kind of curious as to why. I assume it's just one of those profitability things. Um, they maybe started their own storefront or, or launcher in order to try to cut out the middlemen that would be Epic, GOG, or Steam but found out that it's a lot harder to do than maybe that they initially thought. I don't know. Um, Rev. Yeah, I, I think long like in the, in the long term, I think that's really the only logical explanation is the lack of profitability from it. Uh, the lack of the gener uh, generating of the revenue. Because, I mean, I've played a ton of games from Playism, had no idea they even had their own store. You know, like I've played Fight, like I played Fight Crab, I've played Amori and all that, played it all through Steam. So I, I didn't even know they had their own storefront. And I understand why they may have put their own storefront up in the, in the idea that, you know, people don't want to go because there were the issues with, um, you know, steam and Va your valve, you know, getting the hacks and all that recently. Was it last year sometime, maybe even 2019, whenever it was, some people can be a little bit iffy about it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, while, yeah, you're sitting here trying to, to develop something of your own, it is a lot more difficult to do than just opening up a storefront. So I, I, I understand probably why they decided to do it, but I also understand if that's the reason that they're shutting all that down, why it's going under. But the thing is, I don't, I'm with you. I don't like the idea of them essentially cutting off your ability to redownload or at least get the steam keys and stuff in, in such a short amount of time, you know, may is what barely over a month away. And so for, for you not to be able to at least have that. I mean, I don't know if the servers are getting shut down and that's why they're not, that's part of the reason they're going under and, not able to uh, allow you, they're not going to be able to store that for you in the cloud for you to redownload from. But with the regeneration of Steam keys, that's that seems asinine because that's so easy to do. So I, I I don't know. It's it it seems like it's way too quick for them to be shutting down those features and not allowing people to be able to redeem those things without it being you know at least give them three or four months. You know that yeah. way people will have that have that time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's such a weird, just kind of like series of events going on real fast. Yeah. Like I, again, I was kind of scratching my head cause I kind of had worked out like an idea of like how customer service would have to handle something like that. Right. Like a customer calls in says, Hey, I need, a, I uh, lost access to this game. Here is my proof of purchase, you know, receipt mm -hmm. or whatever has a number on it. And then the uh, customer service should just have like a file on a server that they can send a download like a like a, a web portal to that would be like okay here's the our secure code you know that customer service can just generate real quick that would be the password for a customer to access that in like a chat to me it seems like that would be a super easy thing to be able to maintain and not take up because it's just executables you're just downloading executables or or like say if your games are available on steam or epic may if maybe they're not available on both any game that a an account on that website has instead of just dealing with all of that just say you know here's a one-time use steam key for this game you know ju just in case you lose your downloaded copy and you need one here's a steam key for it yeah you know, just one time use that way people can't just try to like hash back and be like oh i need a new steam key or something you know trying to mm -hmm. pull one over on them. just like you know hey we're, we were looking at your library through our through our storefront, through your account on our page and we see that you have these games they're all available on steam so here's a one-time use steam key for all of these games you know yeah what that screams to me is that they're trying to avoid to having two 
do with that many Steam keys? Because I'm sure they'll have to pay some sort of fee to Steam to generate those keys. Yeah, I think they do. I'm not super familiar with the um, with the back end of Steam, but yeah, you do have to pay uh, to generate Steam keys, um, and it basically have like an inventory set up for it. Uh, Green, do you have any thoughts, opinions that you want to share? That just seems kind of sus. <laughs> yeah, uh, not not much more to it really. It's just like you know why why are you setting a deadline to swap over, like. Why are you folding in the first place? You know. Well, they're like, not folding; they're just closing the storefront. You know what I mean? Like folding the store. Like, why are they folding the store? So, mm. yeah, it, it it just. Like, it's, I agree with Reb's opinion that it, it's definitely cost. It's probably insane for them to run it on top of being a dev team. They've probably been paying people to run that store, but why so quick? It's weird. Yeah, the timing just—it just seems off. Yeah, especially because it doesn't seem like the announcement. Let me, I'll have to double check and see when the blog post was put up. But like the first yeah. one I was able to find was only like two or three days ago. Yeah, yeah. As I say, so we did very, not come. Very recent. Yeah, we didn't come to the story late. Um, which also just to like point out, like two or three days ago, uh, you know, it's currently mm. March twenty third. The short store shuts down on March twenty fourth. I will say their uh, GameIndustry.biz did report on this about three weeks ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, PC Gamer only picked it up about two days ago, but GameIndustry.biz actually reported on it back about three weeks ago. Okay, was it the exact same? Like, was it was the GameIndustry.biz article mostly speculation, or was it, like, solid confirmation? Like, actually, it okay, so it says, um, it says here that... Like it doesn't even have like a full blown article. It just says playism shuts down storefront. Indie game publisher drops distribution portal after nearly a decade. After nearly a decade. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, they've been operating since 2011. But okay, yeah, that's interesting that it, a lot of the other stores or a lot of the other outlets didn't pick that up. Um, until until the last couple of days, because yeah, I think I've what was the article I shared? Was it PC Gamer or was it Polygon? Uh, I'm not sure which, which article it was you shared. Just whenever I typed it in PC game or, uh, yeah, PC gamer was the first one to pop up and it was only mm. two days ago. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So that's playism. If you guys have games on playism, which I don't know how many people re- would realistically, um, get downloaded. Now we're, we're going to talk about some more changing services here. This one, guys, guys, we, we really need a level here. Nvidia is struggling, okay? Oh, right? I bet. They they can't keep selling cards to miners directly and expecting to make money, right? They just had the 3060 hash limiter cracked, so no one's going to buy the CMP. That's money down the drain. What are they going to do? For real quick, for anybody who might just be joining us in on this story and hasn't been following along, when he says miners, he means data miners, not people under the age of 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not we're not a game grumps situation over here. Or a or a uh pro Jared. Or call me Carson. <clears throat> uh should I go on? <laughs> so <laughs> Nvidia, what are they gonna do? They just keep getting they're they're just gonna increase the price of GeForce now from five dollars American to ten dollars American. That's what they're gonna do to make their money. 
Um, Phil Eisler, the head of GeForce Now, said that the price increase is aimed at keeping the business sustainable over time. Quote, our $9.99 price was always our target price based on the cost of operating the, the service. We're seeing more people, or I'm sorry, we're seeing people engaging in it more and playing a lot more. And we want to make that service grow and continue to expand capacity. And that's the price point that enables us to do it. So real quick, I do want to say I was being snarky. But I do actually 100% understand. Just, I, I feel like we have to dick on NVIDIA. It just is a thing that we have to do. <laughs> But I do understand, and I actually, I, 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 I'm actually not mad about this. Um, according to some sources, NVIDIA has been subsidizing the service for some time in order to get a, a proper community engagement and uh, uh, kind of kickstart the business model. So really, this change was bound to happen at some point. Um, you know, so it's not, a, it's actually not a huge surprise. Uh, the price, I will say, isn't increasing for everyone. If you are a founder. Uh, you'll be getting the $5 USD a month subscription fee grandfathered in. Uh, until you let that lapse, then you'll be paying $10. Uh, um, the service is also getting its 2.0.28 update. I said that really clunk clunky. Um, 2.0.28 update, which they claim will reduce stutter and latency on certain games, as well as provide 60 hertz server side to match the display client side. Um, quote, we're able to provide a smooth 60 hertz frame rate for those who support for those supported games. And we're pretty excited about that. End quote. Um, yeah. So uh, kind of the rest of my take here is, uh, we got to dick on NVIDIA a little bit here. It seems like they created a problem, then sold us the solution. <laughs> It really does. It's like they, oh, you can't buy any cards? Well, man, if only we had a streaming service that you could access. Oh, what's this? The price is going to go up? Oh, man, that that really sucks, guys. I don't know. Again, I understand the, it's not, the manufacturing thing isn't necessarily their fault. Um also, the, the fact that they need GeForce now to be profitable isn't their fault either. I understand it's just how business is, but uh, let's go uh, green. This is uh, um, just just the premium, right? Yeah. Like there, yeah. Think... There's, the free, there's the free version still. You just have to, you know, you have to wait in the queue. Yeah, yeah. I think you so only get like, like an hour a day or something. Well, no, it's it's an hour, and then you have to jump back in to queue. Mm. You know, so like there's still a free option for this. Mm -hmm. um, it's just more convenient to pay the extra amount. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not. I'm just being so, overly snarky. Yeah, I, and I understand it. I get it. Like, I really do get it. Like, it. Yeah, they got to make money. I mean, five dollars is was cheap yeah uh, like fuck especially yeah, when compared netflix. to stadia yeah netflix doesn't isn't isn't even that cheap anymore yeah mm -hmm. so i mean it's still it's still a good price it's still a good service especially if you you know don't have access to a high-end pc um or if you're traveling you can't take your your desktop pc with you yeah so and if you're anything other than that and you can afford a console or a pc just buy a pc or 
Yeah. Same with Stadia. Uh Stadia shit. <laughs> and keep stump we haven't even talked about like all the Stadia stories that have been happening lately, I feel, but you know, it's just there's It's not even worth our energy anymore. It's just it just we keeps all predicted failing. where it was gonna go, so yeah. it's just like we'll just wait till we wait till it gets to the end so we can just go, see? See? <laughs> We've been saying it for two years. <laughs> right. Uh Jordan. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, opinions, feelings on this uh, on this story? Well, I always love when a company says we're not, you know, making money on five dollars a month on ten million people, which is, you know, quick math. That's fifty million dollars a month. But quick math. <laughs> but when, I get what they're saying. It's smart business. You now have ten million members subscribing to your subscription. There's an obvious demand for it, so it's obviously going to go up. Why does Netflix continue to go up? They want to be better and gain more members. So it's 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 a drastic jump, but $5 is incredibly cheap for any kind of service. So I yeah. think they're just hitting the par with every other type of service that you can get, period, now. Name one service out there that you pay less than like nine ninety nine. I don't even think a Funimation subscription for anime is that cheap. Yeah, I know Spotify isn't that cheap. I'm pretty sure my Spotify... Crunchy, What's my Crunchyroll is crunchy $9.99, but with tax... Yeah. So we're talking that $10 just makes sense. So yeah, I laugh when companies say we're not making money because that's just not it. You just want to make more. But when it was that cheap to begin with, it makes sense that they're just going to meet what everyone else is doing out there. Yeah. Uh, Padre, what do you got? See, I have a, I have a slightly different opinion on that, on the idea of them not making money. It's, it's cause it's a matter of profitability with it. Whenever you start hitting a certain number of people using your service, the, the the cost to run start it doesn't it doesn't match like like the cost to run for one person does not stay the same like as it increases you have to invest in a lot more a lot more um hefty infrastructure and such and so with that many people it a lot of times you do have to increase the price just because that cheaper price for that many people isn't sustainable for the current system um so it wasn't even actually profitable um in the end back to the the beginning of it all you know there is a free version and ten dollars is still not that expensive for for a product like this um and also i'm seeing here it looks like you put in some stuff about there is going to be a little bit uh, a little bit of improvement that comes along with these you know with this that's going to be happening you know like the the price upgrade or price increase and stuff like that um you know it, it is what it is it's it's a good service you know i've i've tested out of all the cloud based gaming services that i've tried it's it was by far the smoothest running um and stadia was worst um and then <laughs> but uh but yeah i, I think I, I think in in this case there it, it is what it is you know you got you got to pay a little bit extra if you want those premium features and and honestly with however many people they have you know like using the free services they may be having so many people taking advantage of the free services that are taking up some of that uh, that bandwidth space in these servers because with all of it just being ran essentially through a server and computers at another you know location, the the amount of people taking up the free service might be costing them more than they anticipated as well. But, yeah, and actually touching on the article a bit, it does say uh, priority members, which are any new members who pay the uh, upfront for a year, actually pay a hundred, so it's closer to eight eight thirty a mm-hmm. month. So it's even under that $10 price point if you just pay for it all up front. And the grandfathering in thing's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a cool little thing they're doing for people who who got in early and decided to become founding members and believed in the product from the beginning. 
that they get to go ahead and just keep their five dollar a month one's pretty cool too. You know, that's, yeah, that that's that's a nice little you know, hey, this is for believing in in this particular service. You know, yeah, because I don't even Cause think... I think I think I technically I think I still have like an actual like founding founders membership, even though I'm not still currently subscribed. Mm. Um, yeah, because I don't even think Netflix grandfathers you in. I think you get. Mm-mm. Charge. No, no they'll, yeah. they'll email you. Be like, you get upgraded next, next month. You're gonna be paying more, bitch. Yep. Like, but I don't want to. Then how are you gonna watch Tiger King? Bitch? <laughs> oh, you just have to drive a couple hours. <laughs> well, I mean, they shut down his park. Fuck, he's not like his park's not even here anymore. Did Did your wife get a say goodbye to the emus? I don't think she did, man. I don't think she did. We uh, it, it all kind of happened so fast. Justice, <laughs> justice for Rev's wife. Guys, you know what? That <laughs> bitch Carol Baskin needs to go to hell. Um, Me and Wingles have both been within five miles of Carol Baskin's big cat rescue and Joe Exotic's uh, <laughs> Winniewood Zoo. It's it's funny to think about because we drove by the the Winniewood one the other day. It's like, damn, we've been really close to both of these places, <laughs> and we could and we didn't stop any of it. Who's the real bad guy here, Carol Baskin? <laughs> You know, Carol Baskins might have fed her husband to the tigers, but you know, know, that's a hundred percent. There's no (laughs) doubt. No, might have. You know, killed her husband, whacked him, (laughs) fed him to tigers. They're snacking. What's happening, Carol Baskins? But you know, the the real tigers in the in the industry uh, are Google, and they they are slowly but surely trying not to consume. I don't know where I was going with that transition. Apple's getting rid of their getting rid of some their commission fees, uh, which is good news for developers and customers alike. Um, and they recently announced in an Android developers blog that starting on July first, twenty twenty one, they will be reducing the commission fee uh, from thirty percent to fifteen percent for the first one million dollars American that developers make. In a blog post written by VP of Product Management, Samir Samat, which I hope I am pronouncing that correct, had this to say, quote, With this change, 99% of developers globally that sell digital goods and services with Play will see a 50% reduction in fees. These are funds that can help developers scale up at a critical phase of their growth by hiring more engineers, adding to their marketing staff, increasing server capacity, and more, end quote. Um, I will say there's a slight difference in this move from what Apple did a little while ago for uh, some of the eagle-eyed fans of the show might uh, recognize the story as um, something very similar to happen with Apple. Um, They reduce their fees uh, on those who make less than a million dollars in revenue. Um, Quote, making this reduced fee on the first one million of total revenue earned each year available to play developers, regardless of size, as we believe excuse me, as we believe this is a fair approach that aligns with Google's broader mission to help all developers succeed. Um, yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the, the bulk of it. I'll, uh, kind of go around the uh, horn once again. I'll start with Padre this time. What do you think about this story? Uh, I think it's a little bit of a PR move given kind of how like the negative PR of the whole commission thing has been going on over the last week, you know, the last few weeks. Um, what I like to believe that part of it is legitimately to help these developers actually scale at a critical phase in development. I would love to believe that. 
obviously given the state of how things work in our world today kind of hard to believe and it seems like it's probably more of a pr move but regardless of intention awesome uh, you know awesome that the that the commission fees are lowered those developers do get to keep a little bit more change in their pocket until they hit that million dollar threshold um sometimes you know the the intent is not what's important it's the result and that's kind of what i feel on this that you know good on good, good for the developers for being able to to get by without paying as much on commission fees yeah uh green uh, this is definitely better than like the last thing we covered about like people who make over a, a certain amount of downloads or, or or money trying to get tax credits for them per that per that. Uh, oh, in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona. Um, I, like I like that they're trying to help with the, you know, the 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 new people. And it definitely is a PR move, though. Like there, there's no if ands or buts about it. It's like. Yeah, this is with all this shit going on. We better, we better satiate the crowd. So, yeah, that, that it's definitely a PR move. Yeah, my opinion. So, Jordan, I actually kind of saved you for last year because I wanted to ask you a question. You know, you guys, you you mentioned that you like develop games. Have you guys done anything digital? And have you looked at like how this would be uh, for your guys's business? We've looked at making a game digital. Um... The uh, being a small-time producer or developer ourselves, it, it would mean actually making the game ourselves, which would take a whole learning curve that I'm not really there for. But looking at the fees and stuff, it, it's crazy on some of these businesses. Um, they've always had um, they've always had like an intro where your first like hundred downloads or two hundred thousand isn't charged by fees. Like they've always had a threshold. It was just a lot smaller from when I remember looking at like play store specifically for companion apps, which we have done in the past. Um, but I, the last I kind of heard about a lot of the stuff is uh, when Epic was suing uh, over Fortnite and how they were doing, you know, getting around through their own store and Google kicked them out and they complained that it was because the fees were too high. I wonder if that lawsuit kind of had anything, any effect here as well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to look anytime, anytime that the mobile app stores are mentioned, it's really hard not to mention the Epic Games situation because it it is so intertwined with, with how these stores operate and how Google and Apple have made their money from these stores. Um, and kind of in regards to the Epic Games situation, I don't know if this is really going to affect the outcome or any of the ongoing legal battles, if at all. Um, I think Google had been investigated. Like, they were called for an antitrust investigation, too. Yeah, so, but Apple has as well. Um, yeah, though they both were at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we covered that, like, maybe two months ago. The the c congressional hearings? Yeah, it was, yeah, was, Google and Apple were both questioned, as well as, I think, Amazon, Microsoft, or, yeah, Amazon. Amazon and uh, Facebook, which yep. I, f was that September? I think we covered that in September, the uh, congressional hearings. Okay, um, so it was a while ago. I <laughs> it was a while ago, yeah, we covered. <laughs> they, they've been under the, the other day. Too. Yeah. It's not just Apple, it's, it, it's yeah. all stores. Um, which, so... Uh, kind of continuing with with the whole threat of Apple or uh, Epic, um, I mean they created their whole app, uh, their fairness for App Coalition or um, 
whatever whatever their uh, party is now. Uh, and what they, I mean, they have essentially created a revolt. Um, and a timely response to that matter would have done a lot for Google and Apple, kind of related to Rev's point about PR. Uh, Apple is a little bit more on the ball than Google here, but like this feels sluggish. This, I mean, like a sluggish PR move that they really took their fucking time to t- make. Um, I understand companies have to think about their profitability and they have to manage things over time and they have to go through the process and weigh the pros and cons. This just felt sloth-like. It's like you got punched and you swing back a minute later kind of situation. (laughs) Um, Overall, right, a good step. Like Rev said, this is a step in the right direction for sure. Um, It means more money uh, is going to supporting developers and uh, small business owners, which I'm always down for. You know, it's more of my money supporting the people who I actually want to support and not the basically hostage situation that they put themselves that we that we put ourselves in with google uh and apple and for that matter but yeah that's right. again sometimes you have to look you have to look away from the intent for the sake of the actual end result type of thing you know yeah yeah that's a great way to put it yeah um yeah so that's really all i got for that was there anything else no, but I heard uh, I heard there may be something in the pipelines that uh, that console gamers and indie game lovers alike might be interested in. Yeah, do we want to switch topics? Oh, you motherfucker! Get out! I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, according you to Blue Bullet Puns today, oh. puns. we're gonna try. Did you get somebody her? pregnant? Are you gonna be a dad? <laughs> like, is this what? It would be it would be news to me because I haven't gotten laid in a very long time. <laughs> Um, according to Bloomberg, Nintendo is planning a release of a Nintendo Switch Pro for the holidays 2021. Again, these are all just rumors. Uh, according to the reporting, the new Switch will have an OLED display and support 4K when plugged into a TV. And thanks to a new chip for the device by NVIDIA, the device will allegedly support DLSS. Allegedly. Allegedly. There it is. We got the letter Kenny reference in. <laughs> Take a shot. It only took us an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> we even have a Canadian on the on the show, too. Yeah, I can go into some Leonard Qu- Kenny quotes as we go. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I live. Um, both NVIDIA and Nintendo reps have declined to comment on the rumors, and Bloomberg analysts think that the new device will retail for a hundred—I'm uh, sorry, three hundred fifty dollars American, uh, and possibly up to four hundred dollars American. So that's uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro rumors. I'm gonna go to uh, Padre. How you feeling? Is if I can get this motherfucker with a guarantee that there is no Joy-Con drift, I'll buy it. I don't give a shit about anything else you guarantee me there will not be joy con drift and i will buy that that console for my kid not for myself but for my kid regardless <laughs> stop putting them in your buttholes and stop fucking with joy cons i'm that is the most frustrating <laughs> thing in the world is joy con drift i fucking hate it stop fucking with joy cons yes stop keistering <laughs> these joy cons in your b-hole Stop it. <laughs> now, it- I, I, like, I have to sit here and think, did I sanitize this thing properly enough? Because guess what? My son's like secondhand switch has really bad Joy-Con drift. And I'm like, hmm, who stuck this in their butthole? 
I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> Fucking Joy-Con drift. I hate it. Oh my god. It is like to hear my son get frustrated like I used to at Mortal Kombat, but just strictly because of Joy-Con drift. And I'm like, dude, you have to stop playing. He's like, it's the Joy-Con drift. I'm like, I know it sucks. Fuck. I hate it. So you you, you get me you get me guaranteed no no Joy-Con drift, and I'm buying that thing. <laughs> Real quick, Jordan, do we need to explain the the whole keystring thing? <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> so you're aware of the joy con drift thing right uh the, the oh, problem yeah. okay. anybody who's not been in a hole knows that one yeah okay so it actually the the article wasn't about joy con drift it was actually about the joy con sync problems but mm-hmm. a vice reporter wrote a headline wrote a story and the headline was the joy con sync problem gets worse when you stick it up your ass jesus which is one of the most vice things. I mean, the only other thing that would have made it more vice was like if they mentioned ketamine, doing ketamine in the Congo. Um, <laughs> Jordan, while I'm on, well, while uh, we're conversing here, how are you feeling about this uh, this rumor? I love, I love the Switch. I'm not a big hardcore Switch fan that I feel like I need a pro. I mean, I feel like every console just comes out with a Pro in a couple of years, and it's just like a slightly better version, and it's just the same thing with a, with 4K, which I mean is fine. I don't think it's going to be a big enough improvement to want to like switch my current Switch to that, unless you have Joy-Con drift issues, which I'm one of the blessed people who haven't had one. But everyone I know has had to replace at least two or three Joy-Cons, so I, I understand that this is going to be... Probably the same issue. I, I doubt they'll fix it. I'm almost certain that it'll be the same issues. Rev, real quick, how do you feel about the fact that Jordan hasn't had any of those drift problems? Well, I don't get hangovers, so I understand what it's like to be blessed sometimes. <laughs> I can't be mad. I have been called God's favorite for that reason, so I'm, I, I, I don't feel jealousy towards people. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really wanting to start another fight. Um, green. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't think I don't really think it's necessary for a pro. Like, uh, I well, I just bought my fiance uh, a, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas this last year. So I think part of that is me just pissed off that I didn't wait another year to. That's what it sounds like <laughs> you know, but still, like, 4K would be nice. But how many people actually have 4K TVs? Like I, it, I mean, it's still, it's still like a. I wouldn't say super rare, but like, you know, there's definitely not as many people who have 4K as they do 1080. Uh. So I mean, Nvidia is making that money, of course, with with the partnership with Nintendo to to get that made. Um, but I mean, I don't think it would be necessary to actually get one, since I already have one. Just to regular one um and especially like the games for nintendo aren't usually very like hyper intensive anyways so yeah yeah i think i think i think this is a move for them to try to get more titles like that like how they moved apex over and they're like porting all these other games that you wouldn't even really want on the switch like and it's it's apparently atrocious on apex like the the actual like resolution is 
oh, yeah. one apex. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I, I will say it's my favorite way to get kills because I can always tell when I'm going against a switch player because they can't hit you. They they just shoot in a straight line and can barely turn, and you can just jump around. I to death from purple shield to nothing, and they were shooting at me the whole time, and I punched them to death. It was amazing. <laughs> Did you? Do you have a clip of that? I really want to see that. No, I don't play it on stream. Any, I don't play Apex on stream anymore, so I, I I forget to turn on my Athena scope. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I ended uh, up getting just real quick, full like little little just little brief side thing. I was playing the other day. And I got a finisher for the final kill to get the champions. The and, and it was the fuse one where he picks you up, headbutts you in the face. And I was sitting here going, "God damn it, no one saw that." And I turned around, and Wing, Wingles was standing right behind me in here, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yes, at least somebody did he give you saw the, it." Did he give the head nod? Like, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> um, so you guys all have switches. I don't. I. As someone, like, I am tempted to buy a Switch every so often, right? Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus really has me tempted to buy a fucking Switch. Um, there's a few other games, a few other titles. And the prospect of a pro doesn't appeal to me that much. First off, my TV is 1080p, so the 4K really doesn't matter that much to me um to green to counter green's point though about like the 4k tvs uh you know there are 4k uh computer monitors that people would probably hook up into as well uh i feel like there's more 4k tvs than there are 4k actual monitors fair enough um they're expensive yeah it could work in a four it could work uh in streaming for people who have 4k capture cards yeah, yeah. like i like I bought my 4K TV on a Black Friday sale like th- four years ago for like four four ninety nine I think mm-hmm. or three ninety nine plus tax. Um, when, and like 4K monitors, like twenty four inch 4K monitors, are still like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Um. So. The other point is to me is. Like DLSS seems like it's kind of like just there. Like that's not a selling point to me uh, for a Switch. It is for some though. I guess I I don't know. I guess maybe I don't have a proper grasp on what DLSS really means. Anyways, uh, layman's term, it makes things that are choppy a little bit smoother. So like, it averages out your FPS. Um, it's actually a really neat technology. Uh, don't take like, like I can't explain it as good as like other content creators. Like uh, Linus has a video on it, um, so just check them out. But it's essentially le- like leveling. It's like an algorithm that levels your your FPS, so it's a lot smoother experience. But like for like the Switch games, would DLSS really be needed? I if guess they're trying to introduce bigger titles with like more graphic intensity, then I can see it. But okay. Currently now with what I with what I've played, no. Mm. I guess like, yeah, no. that's another like use case, I guess, for me is I would I would just buy a Switch to buy to play certain first party games. I mean that would be the use case for me. I mean anything else that I would want to play, I'd play it on my PC. 
So yeah, you're buying the Switch for like Pokemon, Smash, Mario games. That's pretty yeah. much. Yeah. A- Animal Crossing, if you're into that, right? Right. That's yeah. That'd be my use case. It would be literally like Pokemon, Mario Kart, uh, a few few other like maybe Breath of the Wild or something. A lot of good indie games come to Switch too. That like so for indie gamers, it, it's mm. a nice way to have like a portable way to take a lot of your favorite indie games with you. Mm. So yeah, the, there's not like a ton here that really would sell me on a Pro as opposed to even like a regular one. I've really like the Switch Lite is more appealing to me than the Switch Pro. Don't do it. The Switch Lite, regular. Spend for the Pro. Or not the pro spend for the regular because it's the light with the docking system. Yeah, the light is like, I mean, it's essentially a glorified DS. Yeah, like it's not. But it's cheap. Anyways, spend the extra hundred dollars. Just get the the dock. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really about it for the switch. I don't have the switch pro. I, I. It doesn't like appeal to me that much plus if you have joy con drift on a full-size uh switch you can just buy a new controller true or, yeah which like yes we had to get aiden a pro controller because it got to be too much yeah so Whereas, uh, like the light you can't do that yeah just so, you're, just so you're aware true um i'm smart sometimes <laughs> you smart. so i think that's gonna do it for this week's show what do you guys think? Anything else? Oh, I don't think so. Not for me, anyways. All right. Rev? What? Rev? Me? I thought we, I thought we do guest plugs first. Well, no, I was asking if you have anything else. Oh no. <laughs> Jordan, you got anything else you want to mention? Talk about? Converse about? No, I, I you guys got a pretty good cover. I got some. Stuff I actually knew about, so that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate you uh, for coming on the show. Why don't you go on ahead and tell anyone who might have joined us halfway through uh, who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Okay. Well, first off, thanks, guys, for having me on. It was a pleasure. You guys uh, are quite a lot of fun to go through. Um, So, like you said, my name is Jordan. I am a two-person host on Dude, Where's My Cards? Me and my co-host, Brendan. Take a deep dive into the world of strategy card games. We kind of evaluate each game from both a gainer, gamer and a designer's perspective. Um, we give a quick review, and anytime we can, we grab a uh, designer to kind of tell us about his game and ask, plug his brain how he published the game as well. Um, on the side, other than the podcast and our regular work, we are uh, designers as well. We uh, go by Paragon Studios Manitoba. And uh, we're currently working on a mix of four different games, just trying to develop and publish our own or pick up some publishers and go through that experience as it happens. You guys can find us pretty much anywhere under Dude Wears My Cards on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you consume your podcasts. Um, If you're more curious on the design side, what we're doing, where we're going, you can find us on our website at www.paragonstudiosmanitoba.com. Excellent. And there will be links down below. I also posted uh, links in the chat. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow Paragon on their uh, Twitter. You also have uh, your own Twitter and stuff like that as well, Jordan, right? Yeah, uh, we have a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
On Twitter, I am DWMC underscore Jordan, or you can look for DWMC underscore Brendan. On Instagram, we are under DWMC uh, podcast. So drop them some follows, keep up with them. Uh, I have watched almost every single episode of the podcast, and I got to say they are very entertaining, very informative. Uh, I do have to check out this Digimon card game 2020 episode, though. That is on the list of things I need to watch. Uh, I I guess also you mentioned Gwent. Uh, We are going to be following up a Gwent episode as well. So we'll do a quick review of the game that we did today as well. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear their opinions on Gwent, go check that out. Um, Green, what's coming up on your channel? I'm going to be playing Destiny. Again. (laughs) And again. Yeah. And again, and again. So Apex, Apex is definitely on the the cart as well. Um, I'm pretty much not playing Warzone, like if I can help it. Uh, but definitely Destiny and Apex. Um, you can catch me on Twitch.tv forward slash Mr Greenlee. Also on all the socials is Mr Greenlee. Check out my Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. I got the TikToks. I'm doing decent. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Padre. Uh, I'm going to keep playing Kindergarten 2 tomorrow um, on stream at about noon central, which is, if you're watching this late, then, well, fuck, you probably missed the stream by now. Um, If you don't know what Kindergarten 2 is, um, it it just has a lot of, like, a lot of children die in it, so it's pretty fun. Um, Also, I'm going to be putting out a lot more YouTube content again in the next uh, next week or so. I'm going to get back on that horse. I mean, fuck, I'm a YouTube partner, and I've only put out, like, two videos since I got that, and they were both, like, rehashed Twitch streams, so... um, we're probably going to keep working on that. You can find me anywhere online, uh, RevSvin TV on all socials, but on YouTube and on Twitch, you can find me at RevSvin. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, coming up on my channel, I have, I'm, I've been playing the shit out of Pixelmon, uh, a Minecraft mod for Pokemon. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have. You know, I, I I just I don't have plans for anything else right now. <laughs> I've just been too deep into it. Um, I uh, will say, if you guys haven't already, go follow Quantum Alt on um, on Twitter. We'll be announcing something um, soon. We have we have plans to do something together soon. So uh, follow and follow him on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, on Twitch. Um, other than that, I really don't have much else going on. You guys can follow me on Twitter at D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E or at Instagram under the same name, Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Uh, if you guys haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. And that's going to wrap up the show this week. We do have a question of the week this week. Um, courtesy of Jordan, what has been the most inspirational game to you? Go on ahead and let us know in the comments or tweet at us. If you guys missed any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys want to help support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. You guys can uh, like, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. You guys can subscribe and follow on uh, Spotify, the number one top tier way though, if you want to help support the show, if we, if we've given you guys any value is to tell a friend or retweet us, uh, while we're on Twitter as well. Um, those are the top tier ways. Just really tell people about us. 
Um, I can't think of anything else to say. I feel like I'm rambling. So we're going to go on ahead and end the show. Guys, have a great rest of your week. Stay dry if you live in Iowa because it's just fucking wet everywhere. And keep fighting. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's just a little wet. Um, and keep fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I love Bye. you.